Welcome in. This is the Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Larry, Chad, and Dawn. We're here with you with an update. The show we did last week, we have a, a significant announcement. The LLPA that we mentioned last week, go back and listen to last week's show, has been rescinded. Hooray. That's right. So, and listen, we'll tell you, fill you in on the details. Mr. Producer, can I get some victory music? Let's see, we'll see, because this is significant because I know this was a thing, right? Okay, take it in. No, this is not it. But that's how it works, so whatever. So we got something. Now, the reason the, the, the rule was changed is because people called, people complained, and people made their voice heard. And this is how things, this is how things change, right? So 34 attorney generals we, we looked at last week were, came out against this rule that uh, the FFHA was changing that uh, changed, changed the lending requirements or the fees associated with people with good credit. And so that was changed. That's good news. Well, they were supplementing those with poor credit is what they, what they were trying to do, and uh, that was overturned. That's exactly so right. Everybody stands on their own credit. Exactly. Dawn, are you with us? She will be with us shortly. Um, she's coming from Idaho, so she's having a hard time getting here. But that's uh, okay, Chad. You got your daughter with us today, but you didn't tell the folks that you. Well, she's not. Daughter. She doesn't want to speak. So, but well, she, that's we're, all right. we're glad she's, she's observing, making sure you do a good job. We're glad you're here, and we're glad all the listeners are here. If you're here and you have a comment or question today, you can certainly call in at eight zero three seven nine nine talk. That's eight zero three seven nine nine talk. And Dawn, are you live with us now? She is coming. So I'm telling you, it's a long way from Idaho. We have to wait on her to get here. Well, she's got the tin can hooked up. Yes, we're trying to get the string tight enough so she can hear us. So what we've got today, though, we've got several things we'd like to talk about. One thing I want to mention is that we've got a new book out. Can you imagine? We have a book out. And so if you want to get our free book, it's titled How to Sell Homes Fast for Top Dollar. Uh, so all you have to do is call into the radio station, 803-799-TALK, 803-799-8255, and ask for it. Well, or, wait, wait. Yes. Now, I'm here, right? Okay. And I've been listening, the, the, and it's a great book, but I think we <laughs> should do some type of promotional giveaway. Like, be the first caller, and not only do you get the book, but you get to, you know, your name entered to uh, win a promotional brick. <laughs> A brick, okay. A brick. <laughs> yes. that's, that's fine with me. So you can you can call into the show, and uh, the first caller will give it away. And um, you can also find this on, I don't think we have the link up yet on our website, but if you go to palmettorealestatepros.com, when you log on, it'll ask you. Uh, there'll be a, a thing where you can sign in, and you can just put in their book or something like that. We'll make sure you get it. But uh, this is good, so we, we want to provide information for folks, free information for folks to be able to make the best decision in their real estate, um, either career as an investor, as a real estate agent, or someone looking to sell or buy a property. And uh, we were talking What's during the name the, of the book. The name of the book, Dawn, while we were getting the tin cans, um, you know, properly adjusted for your call in. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yes. Um, how to sell homes fast for top dollar. So I love if, it. if I you're love selling it. a house, I think that's what all of us would want. 
So we've got that, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully be talking about that here in the next coming days as well, maybe looking at some of the chapters here and there, seeing what we have to say about how to sell your house for top dollar. But in addition to that, um, we will be talking about record keeping today, things to keep in mind if you're looking to buy or sell a property. If you're in the business, especially, why that's important. And I think we have a caller. George. Good to hear from you, George. How are you? I'm fine, sir. How are you? I'm great. So you are the hey, first caller. Well, I don't know about that. I'm glad to start the show. But uh, So I had a question about the other day I heard on the news that the city of Columbia has some ordinance to do with, like, the uh, – like where people stay in houses temporarily, what is that? Called? You know the uh, yes, the short-term what, rental what, policy. What do you call that when these people do these houses? Air, well, it could be uh, like an Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why do you think they did that? Or is that just a revenue? Or are they doing it because of others complaining about the tenants? Or what's your thoughts on that? You know more about that than me. It's it's a good question, and I think a lot of it is. Un, people not being informed really on what and what a short-term rental and uh, the, the initials of STR, a short-term rental, it, it kind of turns up a, a property like in a residential neighborhood into uh, like, almost like a hotel, and so that's the concern people have. Is okay how how are these people you know in a neighborhood that you know an HOA a neighborhood with an HOA many of the HOAs cover that specifically especially now that they don't allow it. Right. You know, but right. in an older neighborhood or a house with no HOA, you'll see houses being rented out, and and the traffic, I guess, is a concern. Like there's people coming in so and out you, of here. You think they're doing it to kind of turn it into like more of a they could, you know, like a business license situation where they could kind of like kind of little, have a little oversight, a little governance there as far as yes. making sure whoever's doing. Okay, well that's yes. a good thing well, because you I, know there's that. I've heard stories. But there's also taxes involved. You know, city wants to collect taxes on that. Sometimes the hotel mm-hmm. uh, hotel lobby gets involved, you know, because it's taking money out of hotels. So there are a lot of reasons a lot of cities are passing laws like that. Exactly. Okay. So that's, I, I, okay. So that's just, and I think it's a good thing because I can see where the Airbnbs would, I don't know, I guess they're all on the up and up, but don't you think some of them are, I don't know, Sometimes you wonder if there's not a little something else going on there that probably shouldn't be. Exactly. So we'll 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 talk about this, George. If you hang on after the break, or or when we hang up, um, he'll uh, get your information, and we'll send you a copy, a digital copy of our book. We we mentioned that you may not have caught the first part of the show. We've got a new book out. We'll send you a digital copy of it. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, George. We appreciate it. And this is an interesting topic because this is one of the things we talk about a good bit with what happens with the cities, municipalities, the federal, state, local folks that are trying to make, uh, you know, make the communities good places to live. Um, You know, and Dawn, I was trying to be nice, right? You know, you said the cities (laughs) want money. Well done. Very true, you know. I mean, and and it does come down to that. But, you know, they they want to make their, you know, really, I know this is babbling a little bit, but cities want to um, take care of complaints or things they hear. And a lot of it is reactionary. 
you know, right. so they're not really on the front end. They they hear from people and like, hey, what's going on with these Airbnbs? You know, and I, and I have to be honest, right? Full disclosure, my wife has an Airbnb. Yeah, so this is kind of close great. to home for me. And she has one in the city of Columbia. Well, let, let me just mention something here uh, about these situations. There's a lot of people in the world today that are traveling with their job. And they may, like a traveling nurse, may be gone somewhere for six weeks. And a place like an Airbnb is, makes it like home for them. Rather than going to a hotel, eating out, full kitchen, it's full you know, you everything live there, yep. to help those in. kind of people <laughs> yes. while they're out of town. And then, of course, there's people that travel, uh, like sporting events. They want it for a weekend or something without being in a hotel, and they may have four, four children with them. So we'll have to discuss that on the other side. Hang yeah. on. Palmetto Real Estate Pros with Dawn and Larry. Both of you guys are joining me this week. Thank you. All alone last week, left by myself. But thank you for joining us. Poor little thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So uh, glad you guys are joining us as well. You can call us us live, 803-799-8255. That's 803-799-TALK. Have a comment or question. And uh, remember, we have a book if you would like to call in and dawn i don't know about uh what kind of giveaway we can do but if you would like a free book how to sell your home fast for top dollar you can certainly call in and um or go to our website palmetto real estate pros.com so we were talking i want to finish this topic a little bit we were <laughs> this is not the the topic of we were going to talk about but i think this is important the airbnb and the reason i think it's important is because uh, government, local, city, federal, makes an impact, a real impact on what we do and don't do, right? Um, oh, yeah, or, laws. It's yeah. called laws. Yeah. Yeah, and Dawn, you, you were in the um, the Aiken, North Augusta area for quite some time, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say which area down in that general location, but there's an area down there where no one wants to really work. Because the the city, the municipality, the local people are very tight. And so it's not that you, there may not be opportunity. It's just do you want to go through the the heartache of the approval process, dealing with the city that can be overly bearing in a way. So there's a good and a, uh, I guess a plus and a minus to that. One thing is if they want, if they're that detailed, then uh, you're going to make sure it's right when you get it built i mean we all want it right but the other side of that is the drama i mean who who wants to go through heartache for months and months and months to try to just you know do something for the community we called it red right. tape your red tape exactly red tape <laughs> yeah the red tape Bureaucracy. <laughs> cut through it yes cut through it and it's worth it sometimes yeah. you know but yeah it's just drudging and drudging and drudging and you oh i was at the uh I don't even know if I should say this <laughs> online, but it's public information. So I was at, this isn't public information. I was at the Exploratorium in San Francisco last weekend. And uh, that's not public information until now. But they have like, so the Exploratorium, it's a science museum. Yes. And it was talking. There is a display there that literally talked about redlining across the country, which is 
illegal, right? And so what uh, redlining is, it's when um, banks won't loan to certain ethnic groups to keep them out of neighborhoods. It's crazy that this still goes on in America. Exactly. Um, it was absolutely crazy. It still goes on in America. And there are some uh, places <laughs> that uh, aren't in South Carolina, but they're close to South Carolina, that are still known for for their discrimination. And it's just, I'm not. I'm going to stop right there. And just that's crazy. Good. Stuff, that, these that are when we on. need these laws, these local federal yeah. folks, to make so, sure so things are. T- or, here's the are not gist of it: way. if you apply for a home loan and you can't get it where you are, maybe call a different city or municipality, a lender in a different area, because you might be able to get pre-qualified over there. Well, this is a good point because uh, we'll transition now because we have a caller on the line. Kay, Kay, are you with us? I am. How are you today? I'm doing great. That's wonderful to hear. How can we help you? I wanted your book. Oh, okay. Well, we can certainly get you that, Kay. (laughs) Hey, how are you, Dom? Wonderful. How are you, Kay? Doing great. This is like family. Kay, when is lunch? (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we'll definitely get that for you, Kay. Hang on after uh, you hang up and we'll get your information. And um, well, don't hang up. Don't hang up. But hang (laughs) on the line. And then when you get off um, of the air, we will make sure you get that information via uh, email or we can mail you a hard copy, okay? That sounds wonderful. And I am so happy about the news where people with good credit, and I have a score of 850, that is are wonderful. able to not be punished for keeping a good score that's That's why we that's exactly right we did we that's why we were so happy we needed some good victory music oh i know we do exactly so um, thank you Kay. we appreciate you calling so unfair yes you're welcome i listen to y'all every friday awesome thank you Kay. appreciate that and hang on the line Kay, and we'll get your information and i think we got erica on the line also we got a full show the board is full today erica how are you today good morning everybody good morning good morning she's she's been traveling the world chad oh erica oh my god yes yes the world no, erica where have you been just to california just to california <laughs> That's the world. It oh nice like another world well you could have visited was northern uh, or southern california uh, I was in Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful area. Anytime you've got I beach know. on it, <laughs> it's beautiful. That's right. It was it was a, it was a little mind-boggling, right? So, uh just because of the the real estate. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting at Manhattan on the beach and I said, "Well, how much does one of these these homes go for?" And they're like, "I don't know, like 14 million." 14 million. Just wow. a casual conversation. Yeah. And it's just, it was just, well, I mean, I'm, I'm with other mortgages. Yeah. Right. So, so the commission like on 14 million is a couple of dollars. Well, and so uh, to be clear, Manhattan Beach is in Southern California. It's kind of a suburb of LA. It's a little bit South of LA. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so the weather is like always 80 degrees and the ocean is always, you know, 70 degrees and uh, it's it's beautiful there, but yes, very, very, very inflated home prices. 
Because right. you know there was so much beachfront property. There's only there's a finite amount of beachfront property in the world and in this country, and that's really prime, uh, prime real estate. That's right. So, Erica, tell us what the latest is going on in the mortgage industry. You just got back from a is it, was that a conference? I guess you were at. Yes, 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 yes. So um, it was really good to be with other people. It, it was funny. This was a, an important week, May tenth. You know, it was an important day. We kept saying. May 10th, May 10th, we're going to see uh, new new inflation reports come in, and we're going to see kind of these these numbers come down. And we did see it. We we did see a little bit of uh, a, dec- a decline in rates. Now, not huge, but from what experts say, like this is going to be the start of this slow trajectory downwards. Which sometimes it's nice when the uh, when the experts are right. <laughs> you know, sometimes this is, like, Yay. is excellent news. You know, yeah. so for, for someone like me, you know, that we've been holding on to this, it's funny because I, I hear we try to communicate to the public in a way that's like layman's terms, but some of this is so intricate and it's so nuanced, it's hard to get the, the facts out. And so we kept telling everybody, you know, What happened? We lost her. Oh, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Yes. <laughs> I'm she, sorry, Erica. Yeah. Can't hear you. And it was right when she was getting ready to tell us something important. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It's but, the cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's it, it, what she's saying, I mean, without knowing exactly what she's saying, right. is that it's good when oh, you have the r- reports. Are you back, Erica? I'm back. Great. I'm here. <laughs> we were getting ready to hear <laughs> some important information. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting when people start to do uh, – they're trying to understand difficult things, uh, but we're on this trajectory downward. They're they're saying that we're going to see, you know, mortgage rates come down because inflation, these reports, they come out. They're kind of – it's difficult for all of us, even who are in the industry, to understand, understand all the things that it's saying. But when those uh, – they think the next big one is going to be when June inflation report comes out in July, that they think it's going to be a, a, real, a real quick – trip down and what that means is we're going to see interest rates fall but what do we also know is going to happen when interest rates fall it's going to push more people into the market right and there's no inventory more, more people into the market and there's no inventory so you know we keep saying over and over and over again if you can purchase you need to purchase because it is going to be way more difficult and way more competitive when rates come down so, and, and I'm not talking about, hey, we're going to go from, you know, mid to high sixes to twos. I'm talking about we're going to see a frenzy when they go into the fours. We're going to see, you know, frenzy as soon as they hit 4.99. Well, and the latest well, thing, if you're paying attention, if those folks listening, and um, I don't think it's going to happen, but the debt ceiling debate that's going on right now, I just saw a report yeah. this morning that said if the debt ceiling – uh, doesn't get passed that it's going to interest rates will go to eight and uh, eight and three quarters and you know these things. I think they'll work it out, uh, but they will. Yeah, I think they will because it's it's just a, a given. And, and unfortunately, the way the government runs right now, it's just these. I mean, it's been this way for years and years. These continuing resolutions. There's no budget. It's just CRs over and over and over again, which creates this dilemma every single year, which could be avoided but it is what it is but i think they'll work that out 
So. Um, oh yeah, of course they're going to work it out. Yeah, I guarantee we're not, not going to go into default, default on our loans because if we default on our loans, then our credit rating, our international credit rating, goes down. I mean, honestly, I don't even read that stuff. I believe it's just hype. Yes. It's just media hype. And I don't like when because you know. So much, I'm realizing so much of the emotion that is influenced by decision-making in America is fear, and it, it, it's not even in any that is a real true threat, because they always work it out, don't they? Well, they that's it, it you know, yeah, and the way our uh, brains work are, I want to say it's the ab- amygdala, you know, <laughs> it's like it, it's that part of the brain that that when we see something, like when you're driving by an accident and you're rubbernecking, it's the amygdala sure. saying, is there anything here to be afraid of? Is there anything here I have to, like, worry you about? You know, I heard of something like that alert, in The Waterboy, right? the Abdullah Oblongata. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we've got so all the, but the point is, right, so Erica, by the way, thank you so much. Thank and I know too. you have all the information if folks want to join um, or not join, but sign up to get some information. Call Erica, and we'll have to hold that thought for this break. See you on the other side real quick. We're back live with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. Welcome all you listeners across I guess we could say all of the country or the world yeah, right now. That's right. Even our, out on the ships across the ocean. That's right. So welcome in. Now, if you're live, you can join us this Friday at 803-799-TALK. That's 803-799-8255. And so uh, we are call talking. Call in for your book. That's right. We're, we got the free book we're offering. Uh, that all you got to do is call or uh, go to our website, Palmetto Real Estate Pros dot com and uh, we we kind of have this has kind of been a freewheeling show today but it's been good right we were we kind of been everywhere yes we had intentions yeah. of talking about record keeping and making sure you have your books together yeah, and i was all prepared that's right and, and now what do you do because your your notes are all out of whack yeah they're just out of order everything so we'll we'll continue that discussion but one of the things that we wanted to, to mention uh, and we'll get around to that if we have time. But is this this uh, fraud that's going on with with people's property and things that that we keep getting reports about? And it's usually insider stuff because we're obviously in the industry, so we get these reports. I'd be careful about this. Um, and there's a couple things. One Real is state fraud, right? Yep. So Dawn, I'll let you mention that. But one of the, there's another thing that's kind of sort of kind of related is squatters. Kind of different, no. but sort of the same because in our CE classes, our continuing education classes that we we just got finished doing, they mentioned that it's a big problem in South Carolina and becoming a bigger problem of people just staying in a house. And you think, well, this is my house. I'll just kick them out. Be careful. You can't just go forcibly remove someone from a property. Illegally? You have to go through a legal property process oh my i'm gonna move to another neighborhood and just illegally move in all right and so don mentioned this thing that you're you uh saw that uh that's sort of kind of related to that 
um, the yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Well, you know, first the the squatters, you know, they're professional squatters. They go get a, a driver's license, so now they have an address that shows that they live there. Yeah, try to evict somebody with their address. It's it's. We just it's had crazy. this cap, and someone called our office and said they had this problem. And they went to go get the person out of the house. And when they got there, the people were belligerent. When the police got there, they were belligerent. I live here. This is my house. Because they knew the system. They know how it works. And the police are not going to say, okay, get out. This is not your house. They're going to say, whoa, 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 wait a second. They said they live here. And, uh, you know, so we have to, we can't just put them out of the house. And you got to go to court. It takes a long time. I did see where an owner actually wrote himself a lease for his own house. So he moved in on the squatter. He's like, nope, I got a lease. So he actually moved in with the squatter, and the squatter was out like in 24 hours. So, <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. got to be So, be so this other thing, yeah, this other thing, Chad, you sent me the article yesterday. In San Luis Obispo County of California, which is in uh, like central or southern California, <clears throat> there's a type of real estate fraud that's going on is um, – They've had seven cases reported so far in uh, this county since April. And what it is are people coming in and claiming that they own a property, and these properties are either vacant or um, have no mortgage on them. They claim they own the property. They contact a real estate agent and say, I'd like to sell my property, please. So they do a listing. They list it below market value, so you get a good deal on a house. They say to their real estate agent that they want a cash offer, so they'll only take a cash offer when those offers come in. Um, and uh, and then they so then they sell this property that doesn't belong to them. Well, the way they're doing it is they uh, the person is never it's always remote. The person lives out of town, uh, who's claiming they own the property. Uh, so the real estate agent never actually meets them face to face. And because they live out of town, they have to use a mobile notary when it comes to signing their title documents. And, uh, so they never actually have to show up to a title office in person or show their ID, right? Well, when you use a notary, you have, they have to notarize that they see your ID, but they're also using fake notaries. The notary person that they're using is part of the whole thing is fake from top to bottom whole thing is fake from top to bottom and they're who they're really preying on with these properties are um they tend to be older people old people and uh out uh owners who live out of the country because they're diff- harder to get a hold of we see this we saw a report in our own local market dawn that was to be wary about someone that was selling vacant land and it was the same exact thing and yeah. uh, someone was approaching real estate agents and, you know, a real estate agent, you know, we, we, you know, want to make a commission. We want to help folks sell their property. And so they're excited, you know, Hey, this guy's got this property. He's offering it like super under market value. I'm going to get it sold quickly, not realizing that it's not, they're not dealing with the proper owner. They're dealing with someone who's uh, assuming the identity or uh, kind of basically taking over a property fraudulently and selling it and uh, they they're gone after the thing it, it falls apart yeah, and they get their offer. money right cash is you know cash is gone you losing that money you can't get it back so we we're have organized crime ah. exactly i mean this is this is a major thing and uh you know you may hear the reports and the 
the commercials for the companies that are selling this title lock and these things. This is why this has become something that, you know, people say, hey, this is something that we need to address here because, uh, you know, people can fraudulently do things, especially in this age of digital documents and all these things. And yeah. there there are a lot of documents, though, that, that you have to wet sign. You know, there's digital signatures and you know, this is where you were talking about this notary. What is the purpose right. of a notary, Dawn? Uh, to verify that the person signing anything is actually that person. Exactly. So if you have a fraudulent notary, now you do, can't verify that that person actually signed. And, um, you know, the legal definition is a notary verifies the genesis of a signature. And so they're supposed to be there. And I've heard notaries say, well, just give it, you know, sign it and uh, bring it to me and I'll, I'll notarize it. Well, also, oh, Chad, what that. some wow. of these people do, they have fake IDs, driver's license and other IDs, and the notary doesn't know. The, yeah, their job is just say, okay, they, they were in front of me. They driver's license, they see it, they assume well, it's legal. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's actually what I said to Dan last night. And I said, well, it sounds like it'd be easy because all you need is a fake ID. But even easier is to have the fraudulent notary on your side. Mm -hmm. It's both ways, and it's been going on for many years. Yeah. And yeah. we've used uh, a lot of notaries. We're, we're notaries in the office because it, we've realized over the years, like, this is important. You know, someone needs a notary. And so we have, we're all notaries because of that. But um, sometimes you need a notary. And how do you get a notary if you're in the middle of, you know, a, a, the country and you need a notary? Well, Dawn, you've used them before. We've used them. I Mobile use them notaries. The they're out there. I have a notary there. on my speed dial. Right. Yeah, so, a notary. They're great. And they'll come That's out and notarize something on the spot. And yeah. uh, we've had, uh, you know, taxi cab drivers, Uber drivers, <laughs> things like that that are notaries. But it's perfect. They're out riding around. And so, like, hey, for 50 bucks, I'll go notarize something for you. That's it. I mean, I've had clients in the hospital, you know. How do you get out of the hospital when you have to close a house? You just got to do it at, you know, do it at the table, do it in the room, bring the notary. Exactly. That That's how it's supposed to work. You you get the person who is actually the owner or the person who can sell or buy something to sign. The notary verifies the genesis of that signature, verifies that, that person signing is the person who has the authority and the owner. Um, but if everyone's not acting in good faith, this is where you have problems because, right. you know, that's what you anticipate, right? This person is acting in good faith. Right. I'm acting in good faith. Well, it grows great. The problem is when it doesn't. <laughs> so. Right. Well, and they say one way to um, to verify if this is actually a real person is to get on a video call with them. Just say, hey, you know, and I do video calls with uh, with my clients all the time, especially because I'm in Idaho right now. And so much of my business is still in South Carolina and in Georgia. Um, I'm on video calls. I've got my contractor there walking through and I meet them and I wave to them. So if somebody's calling you and the deal sounds really good and they want cash, um, just say, Hey, can we do a quick video chat and verify because a criminal doesn't want to be seen, right? They absolutely don't want to be caught. Exactly. So they're, they're going to give you all sorts of reasons as to why they can't do a video. Call. And this is not just for fraudulent people that are trying to, uh, you know, get away with something that are uh, illegally operating. It also goes for just a general good rule is to make sure you sign with the person who has the authority to sign because we've had this happen, not with people acting in bad faith even. 
you know, someone uh, was left a house by their mom, but it hasn't been through probate. We had this happen recently where we signed the listing agreement. We went out to a property and then um, verified like, hey, this person, the, the name on the title is not you. So what's the deal? And they were like, well, my mom gave me the house. Well, where's the paperwork showing she gave it to me? Well, it's in the will. Well, that's not done yet. It's got to go through probate still. So you don't want to go through all the process um, as a real estate professional or as an investor. Signing document, getting through the process, then only to find out later, oh, my goodness, this person thought they had authority but didn't. Yeah, so sometimes that happens, and uh, we see that with power of attorneys or you know people that are acting how, as attorney in fact for someone. How about how about the person who has a power of attorney for their uh, loved one, but that power, but the loved one has has died, is deceased now. Right, you can no longer be the attorney have... in fact for someone who's dead. That's correct. That's it, correct. Yeah, and so we've seen that. We we had yeah. someone that uh, was going to sell a property and. Um, our attorney said, you know, hey, th- this person's passed. And they said, well, I've I've sold six properties already after they passed with the power of attorney. And we were like, oh, my gosh, don't say any more. Uh, Stop said, talking. Don't even tell me about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and a lot of this is, you know, a title issue, too. I mean, the um, uh, closing attorneys and title companies, you know, they're usually the ones that verify that the right person is, is selling the house. I mean, if it's not obvious, right? Um, yeah, it's up to them. That's but right. But it's also up to us as licensed agents to do our due diligence. That's right. Hang on through the break. We'll be back shortly. And welcome back to the final segment. I know it's sad. Dry your tears. Hold on till next week or just binge out on podcast until we meet next time but hey we got another 20 minutes or so 15 minutes speaking of next week we have an amazing that's it we have a phenomenal guest next week his name is kevin cross he uh he's from alaska he used to be my real estate coach when i lived up in alaska he was my he was my real estate coach he was my accountability coach and he, uh, we, we called him up and, and interviewed him. This is a former pipe fitter. He was a pipe fitter for, I think, 17 years. And uh, he's since turned real estate mongol. And you get to hear the journey from pipe fitting to getting into real estate in 2008 to, uh, to now he owns, like, laundromats. And his, his laundromat model is pretty phenomenal as well. I mean people think uh, about commercial real estate and you know how to build their fortune and you don't really think about laundromats but it's one of those recession proof businesses and uh, he's got an interesting model um for his his business and anyway it's going to be a great interview we heard his story and it is amazing it is like they need to turn in next week and listen to the story i I think everyone listening today don't give it away yet don yes no i won't i won't that those are the those are just the two high points, but it's this fascinating. And story. speaking and of really real estate coaches, great Donk, entertaining. Let's transition a little bit because the topic. Let's let's try to touch on this on the last segment. I know it's not what we we kind of the records. Yes, records and <laughs> transaction and all. Because when you're going through your coaching, um, you know whether you're going to be in real estate as a 
you know, real estate practitioner, licensee, or be in real estate as an investor, uh, you know, heck, even if it's just you're a buyer or a seller, it's important to have your records in place. And so one of the things that I'm sure your co- coach uh, talked to you about is is probably record keeping, right? Yeah, absolutely. And not just not just uh, as a real estate agent because, you know, we have to keep our records for X amount of years and it's different in every state. Um, but also uh, for tax purposes, as you're buying or selling, like your settlement statement, like you're going to need that for the next year and, and it, God forbid we're ever audited, but the IRS will go back seven years, seven years. And I believe so, our state is five years. We have to keep our records for five years. We keep all of our records significantly longer than that. And the reason why is because we you've had people, we've had people say, hey, can you help me? Uh, I closed with you, you know, 10 years ago. And so we have a digital record, you know, mm-hmm. online. And then we keep a hard copy record as well. And uh, the attorney, you know, our attorney has said the same thing. He's He keeps records a very long time for that as well because you never know when someone's, hey, I, I sold a house a long time ago. Can you help me get the documentation mm-hmm. for it? But it's always better if you do it yourself. And this is kind of one of the things we were going to mention is that the record keeping is so important. And what brought it up to us is recently we were doing property inspections and keeping, uh, you know, how do you keep all the, if you have multiple properties, when the taxes, we know when taxes are due, hopefully, (laughs) but when when do the leases expire? When's the last time you went up on the rent? You know, all these different things that you kind of have to keep in line, and and not to mention if you're a practitioner, all the clients that you've dealt with, the customers you're dealing with, the prospects you're talking to, your previous clients. How do you keep in touch with your previous base of people that you know? Um, You know, these are are important things when you're in any business, nonetheless, or or especially in the real estate business. I've been audited twice in my lifetime. Luckily, both times I had good records, and in fact, uh, the guy that sat down with me the last time asked me, have you been rehearsing this with anyone? Because hmm. he's asked me how many haircuts. Well, this is the I IRS had. asking yeah. you this. They were asking me how many haircuts I'd been, how many pair of shoes I'd just, my expenses, and I'm telling him, he said, is somebody rehearsed with you? No, <laughs> that's what it is, but they will take you to the nth degree if they suspect you're hiding something. Yep. Uh, both audits, I had to pay an extra $100 one year. Well, they had to make it worthwhile to go out yeah, and talk to that's you. That's <laughs> because I depreciated my truck in a manner I shouldn't have. With $100, you did well. Yeah. I you was, did really well. I was well. thrilled to pay $100 and get it behind me. Exactly. But this is this is what we see in real estate. You mm-hmm. know, if you're in the business, in any business, keep your records and some people are better than this than others, right? If you're not really good at it, get someone to help you. If you're uh, married or have a significant other, and get someone to help you keep your records. Keep it online. Oh, accountants, man. Exactly. Accountants yes. are fantastic. And, you know, record keeping isn't that hard anymore with, you know, all sorts of digital copies that you can, you know, keep for your receipts and your credit cards and, you know, business expenses, et cetera. But that's, those are financial records. You know, but Chad, you're talking about all sorts of other records too. Yes. Right, because the, the, if you're in business and in on any level, uh, hopefully, you know, you can reach back 
and get the information you need quickly so that you can have it readily available, whether you're, uh, it's going to help you do business, you know, your current business, or, uh, you know, you're looking at, hey, who was that person I did business with three years ago that it was that house, you know, so like labeling is a, is a big thing. How do you label things? So we used to label our properties in our online record keeping by the number, like 123 Lucky Street, 567 uh, Georgia Street, these kind of things. We relabeled them to where now it's the street name, then the number. And the reason why is because we re- really remember streets quicker than we remember the number. You know, so it's Georgia 234 instead of the number first so that we can keep them in, in order and uh, remember them alphabetically a little easier and by year, obviously, mm-hmm. 2023, 2022, right, et cetera. Yeah, by year. Yes. Because <laughs> they, they all start to run together. They do together. run together. If you're in business yeah. any length of time, they start to run together. We, uh, When we first started, we we would, every time we'd buy or sell a house, we would take, we'd had a picture of the house and we'd put a picture of it on our wall. Run out of wall. We ran out of wall space and plus it just looked kind of cluttered so we had to stop doing that it was cluttered yes but it was kind of cool you know you'd look back and see like and then some of them you'd look back and like i don't even remember that house (laughs) that was a real ugly house (laughs) wait i I sold your house when last year what who are you oh gee (laughs) yes you don't want that to happen uh, a friend of mine's um mother uh was in she sold avon and was in all these different companies and uh, I don't know, you guys that are older may remember when you used to be able to call your own house number from your house. You had mm-hmm. you put in a code, you could call, and uh, he called his house, and he disguised his voice as a woman, and he said, uh, you know, hey, this is so-and-so, you know, and his mom's like, hey, I was just thinking about you. <laughs> and he said, no, you weren't. It's your son. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, you know, salespeople are kind of can be like that, right? Yeah. You don't want to say, "Oh, who are you again? When did we talk?" Um so, but he was joking like she used to always say, "I remember, oh, yeah, I was just thinking about you." Every person she talked to. And so he wanted to catch her in it, you know. No you weren't. But uh You know, I've got people in my database that I'll have a conversation with them and, you know, do you mind if I keep in touch? You know, they might not be ready to buy or sell right then and they say, "Sure." And I'm good. You know, I send out note cards and emails and things. And once in a while, I, you know, follow up with a phone call. And there are people in my database that have been in my database for years. And they're like, who is this? I'm like, yeah, Dawn, Dawn Adams. You remember me, right? I have your name. I have your address. I have your email. Did you get my note card? See, we're friends. They're like, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we're friends. So, and this is why this is important. I'll, I'll share the beginning of Chapter 3 in my book on page 11. Pareto's principle. You ever heard of Pareto, Don? We only have two no. minutes. So no. this is what he came up with. 80% of the results will come from 20% of the action. This is oh, Pareto's principle. That. Yeah. Italian economist, philosopher uh, from 1906. And he observed, now this was in his garden, basically, that 80% of the land, um, well, it is... 80% of the pea plants in his garden generated, or excuse me, the reverse, 20%. 20% of the pea plants generated 80% of the healthy pea pods. And so mm-hmm. this was like, this is interesting. I wonder if that's a rule. So then he then he looked at, okay, 80% of the land in Italy was owned by 20% of the population. Mm-hmm. And so this principle just, he kind of, the more he looked at it, it's like, this is kind of like a, 
a rule. A life story. Yes. Yeah, the 80-20 rule. I have heard of that. Yes. So that's in the book. You can read it to get more information. But Love um, it. Yeah, we only have a minute left, but you, we, we don't know no, no time to call, but you can certainly go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. Uh, Dawn, I think uh, if folks can hang on till next week and join us again, they're going to be really impressed with Kevin. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely get some life nuggets and inspiration of like all sorts of different facets of real estate. How to get into it different, different ways. And how it leads to other things. Being successful in one thing can lead to success in a lot of other things because just like the principle... Pareto's principle, the 80-20, he learned a principle. Same thing with business principles. They they travel uh, in every industry for the most part. The things that you learn that work. Tentacles mm-hmm. everywhere. Exactly. Yep. So, folks, we're out of time, unfortunately. Dawn, glad you joined us. The tin cans Thank were working you. today. Awesome. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Join us next week. You don't want to miss it. PalmettoRealEstatePros.com. Admit it, you've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believe you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.